Welcome to Get On Purpose, the podcast to get clear on what matters to you, get moving, and get results. Hello, and welcome to Get On Purpose, Season 2, Episode 17. Today, we're in conversation with John Beckett, or JB, as his friends like to call him, who's the founder of Seed. John is an amazing guy, and his passion is about helping individuals and organizations develop and articulate a clear sense of identity and purpose, and to find the places where their own stories fit with God's story and God's purposes. I met John years ago when he was the National Director of MICA Challenge Australia for almost six years, and John led and developed a growing coalition of Christian development agencies, individuals, and churches to campaign on multiple issues affecting the global poor. John has a master's in theology from Regent College in Canada, and SEED was developed and created by John as a vehicle to help people give them agency, support, resources, networks, and confidence to create a new chapter to their story. And his hope and prayer is that SEED will help many to step into their God-given purpose and also to create businesses that are founded on good and are there to achieve good. And that doesn't mean they're non-for-profits. It means they're companies and they're startups and they're businesses that have a foundation that is beyond profit. John lives in Sydney with his beautiful wife, Allie, and his three daughters. And Allie is working alongside John. Allie has degrees in both teaching, commerce, and accounting. It is incredible to have JB here with us today, and the conversation I'm absolutely certain is going to be grounded on his blueprint because it's one of the strongest I've ever met. Please join me in welcoming JB. Hello, John Beckett, and welcome to Get On Purpose. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Karen. Great to be here. Great. And uh, John, or JB to his friends, is uh, we're recording out of Crow's Nest in New South Wales. And if anybody hears any unusual sounds, it's because there's a karate class beneath where JB is sitting. And um, so don't, don't think it's anything happening here at the recording studio. <laughs> so um, we're going to ask JB the six questions we've been asking all of our guests this season so that we can get underneath what, what, what creates their on purpose life and understand um, what we call their blue frame. So we always start JB with with getting underneath your blueprint or you know what your moral code is, your true north that you live by. And JB, we we know you're a man of faith, so don't hesitate to share openly and freely. There, you know, just just go for it because mm. it's, it's 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 part of who you are. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, for me that is it is kind of at the at the core of it, you know. I guess uh, you know I'm a, a, a man of faith, as you called it, yeah, a Christian guy, and um, I have been for a bunch of years. And and for me, I guess that that's the story of what I believe about the world. Um, you know, I believe that I'm created. I believe that uh, I've been given a purpose uh, rather than uh, rather than I've determined a purpose for myself and. I guess my job is to discover that, you know, my creator created me with a purpose and my job is to try and discover that and I guess I guess step into it and walk into it. Um, and so for me, it, you know, it really comes back to, you know, what is God's intention for the world? What does a, a world flourishing as God created it to flourish look like? And, 
and and for me, I go back to the story of Jesus. You know, Jesus, the Son of God, who showed us what God is like and who taught us what uh, God wanted the world to be like. And when we see brokenness around us in the world, then um, part of our, uh, I guess, our purpose as followers of Jesus, but you know, as people created by God, is to step into that brokenness and, as best as we can, to um, I guess, bring some sort of healing, some sort of flourishing into those places where there's brokenness in the world. So, so that's what drives me. And I guess if you, if you come back to what that looks like, well, fundamentally that means it's not about me. You know, I've, you know I feel like uh, my life's not given to me primarily to make myself happy or to, um, you know, make myself comfortable, but to try and serve others and to bring about the best that I can for, for the people and the places where I've been put. And that, I think, always calls me out to, to try and seek change. So I'm someone who's passionate about change and transformation in the world mm. and in society and in culture, and, and they're the things that kind of drive me each day. That's fantastic. And, JB, I've, I've known you for a while. I, I don't know. It's been years now, and one of the things that – really so obvious to me is that it's not about you and in a world where narcissism seems to be growing at the rate of social media apps um it's so refreshing to meet someone who is so openly there to to serve others and it it pours out of you and you know maybe you could share with our listeners how you've taken this and applied it to you know, seed your 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 business, and and what is the purpose of seed? Yeah, well, I've 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 never been good, Karen, at, at doing stuff that doesn't mean st- something to me. Uh, you can trace that back right back to the early days. My parents would tell you some stories, and then you know you're going through. I went to a you know a private boys' school, and you go through there, and you you meant to do cadets, and I just had no idea why people wanted to turn up. And march around an oval in a commando suit for three hours twice a week. So I managed to get myself out of doing cadets at school <laughs> and that kind of, that, um, desire to do stuff that means something to me uh, has always kind of stayed with me. And then I, I found myself, um, I guess about 10 years ago, this is where we first met, uh, working for leading an organization called Micah Challenge in Australia, which did a, amazing work, you know, primarily advocacy to the Australian government around Australia's response to global poverty and issues of global poverty, work that I absolutely loved. But for me, there's always been this this strain of purpose for me that uh, is about helping others. Uh, I've never really had a passion for inviting people to join my cause. I've always been really interested in other people's stories and what other people are doing. And so that's led me to Seed, which is Essentially, I mean, we talk about um, we talk about innovation that shows the world what Jesus is like. You know, we're working with the faith-based sector to try and work, make the world a better place. But particularly in in parts of society where it's uh, it's not as clear and as obvious how you would do that. Um, you know, so we're looking at things like fashion and property and finance and and how can you structure businesses and products and services and strategies in those places in a way that leads to those sectors flourishing because we know i mean if you took say for example the fashion sector um you know you look at fast fashion and and people kind of unknowingly buy 
products in that space, but without knowing about the systems and the structures that underpin that industry. And I guess we're going back into those systems and structures and the stories that underpin those those parts of society and, and trying to shift them so that they're fundamentally working for the good of the world. So that's what yeah. Seed's about, working with people to try and do that, that kind of innovative stuff at the forefront of social change. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I've had the pleasure of meeting a number of your entrepreneurs that are going through your programs at Seed and there's an energy and a and a joy about them that you you don't always see in in business and it's it's really very refreshing to meet people who you know are striving to create for and on purpose organizations and and so you know when you're in your role and you're trying to get everyone to step into their own leadership you know what are the things that that you do whether it's as a leader or just you know, actions that you take to bring your values to life within seed. Yeah, well, a lot of it's a lot of it's uh, driven back into a frame, the framework that we've developed for our work, um, and it's all about foundations for us. You know, we do, I guess, in some ways, similar work to what you're doing, Karen. But uh, for mm-hmm. us, it's it's that deep understanding of purpose, which which for me starts with the idea of story. You know, people, humans form our understanding of who we are by telling stories about ourselves so we you know we go back into our history and we try and understand what's formed us and shaped us and then we choose how to frame those events and experiences and put them together into a story about us that we put out into the world and so you could look at you know say my day today and I could tell you that i I woke up this morning and there was a, a little person standing next to my bed and that little person shook me and then I stood up and stood under some water and then I walked up to an office and sat with some people and tapped on a computer. And I could tell you about a set of kind of disconnected events and experiences, um, but I don't do that. That's not we, what we do as human beings. We take all those things and we turn them into a story about our lives and that's our interpretation of who we are. And so I guess the foundation for us and the work that we do is to help people understand their story, where have they come from, what are the things that drive them, what are their passions, what are their desires for the future, and to shape those into a sense of identity where they can make statements not just about the roles that they inhabit or the things that they do, but statements about who they are. And so we work a lot with people around helping them understand who who I am and for them to own an I am statement about who they are. And then the second piece is around context, understanding where they've been placed. And and for us, again, it's, you know, in, in the faith context, to understand and imagine what a different possible future for that context or that place is. When you put those two things together, then you have a strong foundation from which you can make decisions. And once you've got a kind of, I guess, a, a deep understanding of your story, then the rest of the rest of the work that we, we do and the rest of the stuff that I do as I seek to lead in this space is all around alignment. And it's pretty pretty simple at that level. It's trying to say, okay, well, each day as I step into the world, mm-hmm. every time I step into my office or into my community, wherever it might be, Am I making decisions? Am I taking actions that are in alignment with that deep foundational story? 
um, and what and the fruit that it should bear into the world when we seek to do good things. That is fantastic. You know, we we often um, talk about you know how we operate our power to act, and you know I think you've almost answered that question in in that beautiful answer around you know values. But you might want to add to it because I think daily habits, things that keep us in check, you know, the things that say, you know, that what are the practices that you put in place to mm-hmm. keep that alignment? And, and who do you, who do you give the um, authority to around you to help you keep aligned? You know, and I know that, you know, my best friend, Vicki, and we hold each other accountable. And, you know, she says things to me that are hard <laughs> to hear, quite frankly, but, She's my person that keeps me aligned. And um, yeah, maybe you can share with our listeners, you know, how do you go about operating in alignment and how do you hold yourself and how do you get others to hold yourself accountable to that alignment once you've decided? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, and I think it's a, it's a hard question for me, if I'm honest, Karen, because um, I'm pretty off the charts intuitive. I am... Um, <laughs> Like I think I, I've always lived this way. Like I've always had this deep sense of you know what what's life about. And as I said at the start, if it, if stuff doesn't fit, then I'm pretty quick to throw it out. Um, and a lot of that's a feeling, you know. And and I've learned over the years to kind of trust my feelings. I guess again, you know, I, I know not everyone listening is going to be. Um, people of faith but you know the way we talk about that um you know in in the language of faith is that we believe that that's god's guidance you know and 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 that there's a deep sense in your spirit or in your soul when when stuff's not right and i think people feel that and no matter what their their kind of faith persuasion is you, you just know when stuff's not right and it's really a a, um, a practice i guess of being attuned to that and then, and once you practice that, well, it's it's yeah. the courage really to make the decisions that you need to make to to cut the stuff that's not in alignment and to spend spend the time on the stuff that is. But when you when you get into a team context, um, you know, yeah. not everyone's as intuitive. <laughs> I guess um, you know, processes are really helpful. Mm. And but again, it's pretty. The big picture stuff's really important for me. So the story, you know, at an organisational level, seed, we just tell the story over and over again. Yeah, um, I'm big on diagrams. So I guess the what I what I'd say there is uh, what we call scaffolding. Um, so we start with that big story, mm-hmm. and then we come down from there into what you, you know, what you've just articulated values. In terms of how that gets worked out, and then you come down into your your programs or your you know your offerings, whatever they are, in whatever context you're in, and you say, okay, well, where do they fit in with the big picture? And then you come down into your your actions and your processes and your systems, and and at each level there should be able to, we should be able to draw clear lines from whatever fruit we bear in the world back to kind of the the, the heart of who we are. And if we can't draw those lines, if it doesn't fit, uh, if we can't see that relationship, then we get rid of it. Um, And we're pretty, you know, as a team here at Seed, we're pretty hard on that. You know, we regularly review what we're doing. And if, again, if it doesn't fit, we let go of it. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're the 
they're the practices that we go through. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. I, yeah, I, I'm just sitting here reflecting on my love life. <laughs> just for our listeners, that was a joke. Sometimes things don't fit, and you just have to say this isn't right. And we do, we hang on to things. You know, we hang on to relationships. We hang on to jobs. We hang on to clothing. We hang on to so many things when inside we know it's not right and we just need the courage to say, I just have to let go. That is a fantastic answer. Thank you, JB, so much. There's a lot of of fear wrapped up in all of that, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, some of us, you know, the stories we're told when we're young is to hold on to that because you might not ever get it again. And it's kind of understanding that that's maybe a story that should never have been told and that you can let go. And um, yeah, yeah, it's really. But you know, that's the, that's the other really important bit, isn't it? And I guess part of what we're doing with seed is, you know, it's a recognition that there is fear wrapped up in that. And for a lot of people, there's good reason in that fear because they've been let down or, um, you know, they don't have, feel like they might have the agency to make the change that they want to see. Um, and in order to do that, you really need a community of support. You know, you've got people like Vicky that you've mentioned and, and others who not only hold you accountable, but, but pick you up when things are tough. And, uh, yeah. and, and I think a key thing for people who are thinking about making a change is, you know, try and gather with a community of people who are going to, who are going to cheer you on and support you, uh, because that, that can give you the confidence and the courage to make the changes that you need to make. Absolutely. I'm big on community. I think everybody needs their tribe. So JB, you know, one of the things that's everywhere is, is of course, technology. So we like to understand how everyone uses technology to power their purpose. And maybe you could share with our listeners, because you've been an early adopter of social media. I can remember, gosh, when I first met you, you were, you were using social media to power your purpose. So maybe you could share with our listeners how you go about doing that to um, advocate for your purpose, seeds purpose? Mm. Yeah, I don't do I don't do a lot of it myself now, um, <laughs> which is a, a nice transition uh, in some ways. But um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you've got a purpose, you know, we've talked a lot about foundations. But the other end of that is, I guess, imagination. It's 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 the imagination about what's possible. And if you want to see something change, then uh, you need to be part of the conversations. You know, you need, and that's that's not as hard as uh, people might think it think it is. I mean, I, I remember when I first started with Micah Challenge. You know, we were talking about policies of the federal government, and that feels a long way away. But it's the same there as it is with most things. I think, and this has been my experience over the years that. You've just got to make the decision again to join the conversation. And once you join the conversation, people are interested in what you have to say and, and you learn a lot and eventually you become a key part of those conversations that you want to be part of. So one of the key ways to do that is obviously through social media and through those channels. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the, a big part uh, a big part of that is just being present Uh you know, sometimes it doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> You've just got to yeah. be in the conversation. Yeah. And once you get in the conversation, you, you learn it's like any conversation, whether it's physical or digital, you learn how the conversation happens and, and what contribution you can make. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I think that's my big encouragement is, is just, you know, if you need help on the digital side, then just find someone who can help you but, but get engaged in the conversation. And I think the other big piece for probably for technology for us is, um, again, I don't, I don't love it. I don't love data um, because I'm pretty highly intuitive. Um, but in this day and age, you can't avoid uh, needing it. And then I've, you know, because I've needed it, you know, seen the value. And basically I, I use data to, to validate or invalidate uh, what my intuition is telling me, basically. <laughs> I, um, you know, I, I engage relationally with people, have lots of conversations, I try and understand situations uh, and systems and then I try and make calls based on that intuition and then um, and then basically I guess it's a, it's a process of going back and testing that with the data and making sure the intuition is telling you the right thing. Not everyone does it that way, but that's what I do. So for us, that's been a really important uh, piece of our work is to try and make sure that whenever we design something or start something, because we're, you know, we're in the world of startups, uh, we're, we're gathering the right data right from the beginning um, and in the right format so that we can easily access it to help us make decisions. And, and if you're looking at purpose and change in particular, then the key thing there is to is to try and look at how you measure impact and not just activity. Um, you know, what are the outcomes that you're seeking and how, how can you best measure those things and what are the best digital um, mechanisms to allow you to, to make those calls uh, about those things that you're seeking to measure. I hope that makes some sense. Makes great sense. I think if you look at some of the worst business decisions made it's when companies organizations mm. focus on activity i mean just look at wells fargo you know the activity of opening accounts for people who don't even want them to tick the box to say you opened five accounts today you know that's i think activity based metrics worry me beyond belief because they create behaviors that are not really what we want to be measuring it's it's about impact it's about making the difference it's about looking after your customer it's about serving and it is, of course, not about me, <laughs> which is so important. So, you know, JB, no podcast would be complete without us asking you to share one of your top tips for our listeners for getting and staying on purpose. So here we go. What is it? Or what are they? <laughs> oh, wow. I, I know. Think, so many. I, <laughs> I think... Um, let me let me let me do two. Um, one of them for me is the importance of imagination. Um, we've been we've been blown away by this in the in the last two years, um, and I spend a lot of time in my head thinking about the future. Um, but the recognition over the last couple of years, how little most people, how much how little time most people get to do that, and what a privilege it is. Um, so I'd encourage people to carve out the time for imagination. Um, you know, uh, I read a quote this morning and I'm not going to be able to remember it, but it was from Bruce Springsteen and, uh, oh. <laughs> and on the big, one of my big, one of my big, um, achievements in life. I've got three daughters, Karen, I've, uh, seven, a six and a four, four year old. 
and I've managed to bring them around to loving the boss so that we can play Bruce Springsteen in the car instead of the wiggle. So (laughs) That's fantastic. The boss, I read a quote from him saying, you know, people are so caught up of often in desiring something different that they forget to see the beauty in what their current reality is. And I agree with him to some extent, but I think as well if we lose the capacity to imagine, um, then we often get stuck in the reality of, of what life is. So I think it's it's a practice of being thankful, of recognising the good mm-hmm. things about your life and not always wishing that life was something different. But then yeah. particularly yeah. when you yeah. look beyond yourself, um, being able to imagine that life could be something other than it currently is, uh, particularly for the people that you're trying to serve. Because if, if we can't imagine a different future, then there's no agitation for change. You know, there's no possibility that we're going to move somewhere if we can't first imagine it. So, yeah. so I think the practice of imagination is really important for living on purpose. And then um, I guess a more practical tip, my second one would be uh, sometimes uh, what I do is a 10-minute challenge. And um, instead of looking big picture, I just say, okay, particularly if I'm with a group of people, how can I best enrich or bless or serve the lives of the people who are in front of me for the next 10 minutes? Um, and and for me, again, purpose is all about uh, the people that are in front of you. It's not about yourself. And so how can you best serve them, not best serve your needs or what you think their needs are, but actually try and deeply understand them, listen to them and um, do something that enriches their lives in that 10 minutes that you've been gifted uh, in relationship with those people. So there's a couple of things. Oh, they're fantastic tips. And to think, I forgot you were a Bruce Springsteen person. I I forgot about that because, you know, I am from New Jersey and is from New Jersey. Therefore, we feel he's like part of our tribe. And a uh, quick anecdotal story, I was 21 and I was working as an electrical engineer and my fix to some tech wasn't working. And my boss yelled at me and made me work through the night. And I had to come in the morning and check it. And I was supposed yeah. to be going to Asbury Park with my friends. So I drive down on the Saturday and they're all like just going to bed. And I'm like, what did I miss? A lock-in. Bruce Springsteen showed up at the pub and did a live lock-in, and I missed it. Yep. There you go. Here's my anecdotal boss story. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Just to check my error-free fix worked. That was not good. So, JB, what we do at the end of each interview is we – we, we leave our listeners with what I call a get on purpose action or a goppa. And I just like to say goppa. And I'm going to leave our listeners with three because I think you've given some amazing tips. And I also think you shared something that is vital. And the first action is to ask yourself and just consider the question of who am I? And what story are you telling yourself that you need to rewrite? That's action one. And then action two is, of course, imagination. Just spend time every day from now until the new year imagining something different. And the third one has got to be a 10-minute challenge. Have at least three between now and 
the end of the year where you're doing something for somebody in front of you that's going to change their life. JB, what an absolute pleasure it's been having you on Get On Purpose. I wish you the merriest of Christmases and the happiest of New Year's and look forward to catching up with you in 2018. Yeah, likewise, Karen. Brilliant to be here. Really appreciate all the work that you're doing. And um, yeah, it's great to be working with you on this, helping people find and discover their purpose. So you have a yes. you have a brilliant new year and Christmas as well. Will do. All right. Thank you. Until next time, everybody, remember what you do matters. Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to subscribe, we're on iTunes as Get On Purpose. And if you want to leave a comment or review on iTunes, we love it. Always keen to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, I'm on Twitter at Karen T. James, and I've got loads more info over on the website, karentjames.com. You can also, you know, find us on social, in Facebook and Instagram, On Purpose Hub. Mm-hmm.